and we going live just for you let's go ladies and gentlemen welcome back to your favorite Coming to you live, full effect. Today's episode is National Book Day. National favorite book day. DC Universe has a 10-year plan. We'll see what that's about. Brittany Griner got sentenced to nine years. And Kevin Durant is acting up again. This is Griffin with Griffin, starring Eric Griffin. And thank you for being here. Yes, in full effect, this is Riffin with Griffin starring Eric Griffin. Thanks for being here. And this episode is brought to you by Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep. Um, Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash griffin with Helix. Better sleep starts now. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Riffin' with Griffin. Um, you know how we do it. Uh, there's the main titles. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you want to send me some music, send me some music, too, that I can jam to at the end of the episode. Um, make sure you uh, check me out on Twitch, because I'm on Twitch daily. I'll be going on Twitch right after the episode. That's how I do it. Play a lot of Call of Duty. Actually, I've been playing... I've been playing Call of Duty, I've been playing Fortnite, and I've been playing Destiny again. So I got I've added some games to my thing. And if you just want to support the show, I, I sometimes I put my gaming videos and whatever videos I can, I put up on the Patreon. But you can support me on Patreon if you want to, or you could be a YouTube member right here. You could join, be a member there. You could be a super follower on tw Twitter if you wanted to, or you could uh, be a subscriber on Twitch. Any which one of those ways that you say you want to support me monthly, uh, you know, helping me out uh, to make the show better and just to help me out for the free content. Uh, I would I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. So. Um, nothing major to report. Uh, it's, uh, I, I believe today is, let me see, what's today? Oh man, this is crazy. You know what today is? Today is my two month anniversary. That's actually kind of crazy. I just realized that, uh, <laughs> two month anniversary of the wedding. I think that's so funny. Me and Rachel didn't even like, we didn't even, we didn't even say that to each other, you know? I should actually. I'm actually gonna FaceTime. I'm actually gonna FaceTime Rachel right now, uh, even though you guys won't be able to see her, but you'll be able to hear her. So you can like, uh, you know, let's see what let's see what she has to say. <laughs> uh, babe, 
Yes. I'm on my podcast right now live, and I just I forgot to I forgot to say this to you today. Let me put my Rachel thing on the screen. Rachel, uh, you're actually not on screen. Well, actually, I could put you okay, on screen if, if I do like this. Hey, there's Rachel, everybody that's watching on YouTube. Oh, my God. Please stop. <laughs> but, babe, I just wanted to tell you, happy two-month anniversary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's our two-month anniversary. <laughs> well, I love you two months worth. All right, babe. I love you, too. All right? I love you so much. Okay, please don't start getting emotional. I'm on. I'm on, I'm live on YouTube right now, babe. Okay. <laughs> so we're not gonna cry right now. <laughs> okay, woman. Bye. I love you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh man, chick, chick is crazy. <laughs> so, anyways. Oh, and thank you, M. Kells, for the super chat. Um, yeah, so two month anniversary, two months of marriage. You know, it's uh, you know people always ask, like, is it different? Marriage is different, guys. I just want to let you know, people that are married, you understand. I'm in the early parts of it right now, but we've been together now, you know, six, seven years now. So, but like the marriage, when you make it official and tight, and you wake up and you look at this person, you're like, oh, this is my person. You know, you know, there's no getting out of this. So it's like a, you know, and it's like a, a um, it's like a commitment level that you're like, all right. You, I'm here. You're you're with it. You feel I don't know. You feel more secure. You feel I don't know. It's a it's a it's actually a good feeling. You know. I, I'm just I'm not just saying that. You know. It's actually a really good feeling, guys. So, shout out to all you people out there who are uh, getting married or about to be married or whoever is already married. Yeah. All right. So, um, man, you know, bunch of stuff going on today. Today is also. Today is also National Book Lovers Day or something like that. One of those um, Book Lovers Day or whatever it is. And I just wanted to, I don't know, I, I listen to audiobooks. I don't know if you guys listen to audiobooks. Um, oh, even even be- before that, my 200th episode is coming up. So I need ideas. I need you guys to send some things in the comments. Like, if I, if I, should I have a guest? Which guest should I have? Um, you know, for the 200 episodes, you know, so that's great. Maybe I should have Bobby and Steve on together again for the 200th episode, or I don't know. What do you guys think? Who should I get? Or, you know, what should I do? So think about that. So 200. Wow. I can't even believe this. My little podcast has gone 200 episodes. Um, but it's national book day. So I, I have a audio audible subscription. I like listening to audiobooks. I actually rarely listen to music now in my car, even though I have Apple music and I have Spotify, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I'm partial to, partial to science fiction, so I love science fiction books. I love fantasy. I love, like, dragons and magic and witches and vampires. That's my favorite type of books. So on National, uh, you know, whatever you call it, day, National Book Day, I, I just want to give you some of my favorite books. Some of my favorite books. I love the Harry Potter series. The Harry Potter series is great. It starts a little childish, first few uh, books, and then it really starts to get good. You know, Prisoner of Azkaban starts to get a little dark, but then like in uh, part four, uh, the Goblet of Fire, that's when it really becomes like, oh, this is some real, like people are dying and stuff. So uh, I think she did a great job, and I love the Harry Potter series, and I love watching the movies. That's a great series. If you want to read a great series uh, of, of the famous series that, are, that have become movies out there, um, I liked the Harry Potter one. 
Um, you know, guilty pleasure, guys. I love Twilight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I, lo I love Twilight. I, I love the books. Uh, they're very, you know, I, just, I love the books. They're, they're very romantic books, actually. It's a very romantic book. Um, and I, and I also love watching the movies. Like I had this thing where if I start watching a movie, uh, like let's say if I turn Twilight on, next thing you know, I'm watching all of them. <laughs> That's just what I do. I did it the other day with Star Trek. So weird because I got the Paramount Plus app and then they had the Star Trek series on there. And so I watched the first Star Trek movie. Next thing you know, I'm like eight movies deep. So that's just something I do, and I really enjoy watching Harry Potter over and over again, and I enjoy watching uh, that. Um, another good, good, book, good books are Lord of the Rings. Those are actually great books, Hobbit and all those books. Those are great books. But I'm going to give you some books that you may not know about. Like I'm going to tell you about some good series that I love, okay? So uh, um, one, of them, one of them's called The Magician's Apprentice. Uh, the Magician's Apprentice. I wonder if I should go to this. Uh, it's a novel. Um, wait, there's actually so many Magician's Apprentices. There's so many Magician Apprentices books. Wait, let me go to my. Let me go to my. Let me go to my freaking. What do you call it here? So I can tell you guys. Well, yeah, the one I like is by Ray Raymond E. E. Feist or Feast. I think it's Feist. Raymond Feist. Let me see. Let me look him up. Raymond E. Feist. Yeah, that's his books. Yeah, man. So I and I, I'm telling you, these books are. He wrote this first book, I believe, in 1982. Yeah, man. Whew. Yeah, he wrote this first book in 1982, and it's um. Oh man, wow! This is that—that's crazy. Yeah, night. Oh, wait, let's see. Mission to Person, Mass Market Paperback, Jam. Oh no. Okay, he wrote his first book in 1982, but I believe this. There's a. He created this world called Medik Medik whatever it is, and it's like this Rift War saga, what it's called. And you know, this—the first book in the series is called The Magician's Apprentice, and it just follows this. This, it follows this, um, guy, this guy who becomes. He he trains as a magician, but it spans over like twenty years. So look it up, and it's actually a great series. And it just kept going and going and going. And you know he you know after he finished a chunk of the series, he wrote another series in the same world and so forth and so on. And he just recently started writing some new books that I actually got, and it was those weren't as good as his original books, but I really enjoy that that series. Um, so check that guy out. And another series that I really enjoy, and I love this guy, man, and he's such a weird dude. I actually hit him up on Facebook, and I was trying to get him on my podcast, but he was like, I don't know. He was just telling me in a text. He was just like, you know, I, if you want me to come on, I mean, I stutter a lot. I like, you know, he, he just was explaining to me that he is a weird communicator, and I thought it was so bizarre for a guy who is so prolific as a writer. His name is Christopher G. Nuttle. Christopher G. Nuttle, man. Let me let me go to his thing right now. Christopher Christopher G. Nuttle, man. This dude 
wow, I don't even know what to say. He has so many books, man. He has so many series going on at once. It's hard to even understand how he could keep them all together in his brain. Um, I don't know how he does it, but he has this series called, and I've talked about this before, but I just, I want to talk about it again because I love this guy, you know, and I, I actually should get him on the podcast regardless. I'm, you know, I'm trying to look this up and it's like, um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I want to look at like, all right, here, oh, here he is author. Oh, here he, he has his own website. Perfect. Uh, Chris Hanger is what it's called. His official website. The official website by Christopher G. Nuttall is called chrishanger.net. Anyway, he's got a series called The School of Magic. And it's like a 20-book series, man. But it's so in-depth, so intense. I love it. And I love a book with a good heroine. So anyway, the book is about this girl who gets like a demon, a, a sorcerer from another world, makes a deal with a demon, and he he pulls this her from Earth, okay? Pulls her into this sort of like Dungeons and Dragons world of this sort of like medieval times place. And she's pulled there and a sorcerer saves her and then sends her to magic school. Okay. And then it just goes on this long journey. And then what I like about it is she starts to add like modern day stuff into this world, you know? Like she like brings a bra. She says, hey, she invents the bra and she like, uh, it's just stuff like that, you know, where she brings like, you know, the printing press and the steam engine and and, it, and it's changing this world of like this medieval sort of times. But anyway, politics, intrigue, but he has so many books, man. So he has that series. He has another, he has like three or four other series. He also writes a lot of like science fiction, like spaceship, like, like aliens have come to earth and those type of uh, books. And so I've I've started like three or four of his series and they just, they, I just can't, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he keeps all that stuff in his head, uh, you know, because it's all happening simultaneously because he, he comes out with books all the time. So shout out to Christopher G. Nuttall. I love those books. So on National Book Day, that's what I wanted to uh, come out with to let you guys know. You know what I mean? So if, if you and oh and the reason why I'm bringing this up is like chat tell me your favorite books. I would like some recommendations for books if you're into the genre that I'm into. I, I like I say I like sci-fi. I also love vampire books. I've read I've read as many vampire books as I can. I love a good vampire story, man. I just love it. They're always like dark. I like the darker the better too. I like the dark ones and I also like the ones that are just more like teenage campy, but those are still sometimes good too. So make sure, let me know about what books you like. Put it in, uh, not just the chat, but put it in the comments for me, please. Tell me, hey, I like this book and that kind of stuff. And also put in the comments, you know, put in like for episode 200, have this person on for episode 200. You know what I mean? And let's see uh, where we could go with that. But yeah, I love uh, I love all that uh, on National Book Day. So congrats on that. All right. All right. So sports news. Uh, as you guys know, man, Kevin Durant is at it again. So apparently Kevin Durant. Yesterday or today, he tells the owner, if you don't trade me, I'll stay, but you have to fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks, the GM. 
to me, this is bananas, man. The whole thing is bananas. It reeks of just the drama and unprofessionalism of the whole thing. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know where it's going to go. It's hard to like, you know, but any, but I love the drama actually, you know, I love it because like we're still, I love the NBA and we're still talking about the NBA in the off season. The NFL is about to start. And I think that the interest in the NBA is that, is that it's as high as it's been in a long time because it's going all into the off season. Now we have to ask ourselves, is the Kevin Durant in the Nets uniform? Is, has it been a, a failure? It's hard to say, man. You know, year one, they 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 get him and they give him thirty-eight million dollars to rehab. Think about that. They sign him to a contract. It was something like two or three years. He couldn't even play. He made thirty-eight million dollars. Then he comes back the next year. He doesn't play a lot of games, but he plays enough games. They go, they go, they don't go deep into the playoffs. They lose in the second round to the Bucks. And by the way, you know, game seven, his toe is on the line. They end up losing in overtime, but Kyrie Irving gets hurt. But when Kyrie Irving and him were playing with like a limited James Harden at the time, dude, they were they were beating the Bucks 30, 40 points. And then they don't uh Kyrie gets hurt and then they go to game seven and they lose. The Bucks go on to win the championship. And then you have this year where they get swept. But then there was all the drama with James Harden, and then they got Ben Simmons, and then then you're hearing these reports now that Ben Simmons, they were in some sort of some sort of text chain, and Kevin Durant was like, "Yo, you gonna play?" And then Ben Simmons just leaves the chat, like what? <laughs> so that's what's being out there. I've been watching a couple of sports shows, and they're talking about that. So, I mean, I'm not gonna put it all on Kevin Durant, like he's like some sort of crazy person. No, I think Kevin Durant, you know. You know, he wanted to go to the Nets. He wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. And then uh, COVID hit. And then, like, Kyrie Irving's like, I don't want to play. Then the Nets are like, then you're not going to play at all. Then they cave and said, okay, now you can play. And then it was like this back and forth. And now they're like, we're not signing you to a long-term deal. And then Kevin Durant's like, now I sign. Kevin Durant signed a four-year deal. And so Kyrie Irving doesn't have a four-year deal. Then they trade James Harden. They get Ben Simmons. We don't know if that guy's going to play or not. And then, like, you know, he co-signs uh, uh, Steve Nash being the coach. You know, he's like, all right, you want to play? You know, he's like, he, you know, he co-signs that. He's like, all right, Steve Nash, you know, I think he, we don't need a coach. That's what him and uh, Kyrie Irving said. We don't need a coach. Now they got slapped and woken up like, oh, yeah, bro, you need a coach. You need a coach. You need somebody with a strong personality, strong will, with a strong scheme and game plan and practice. And so they realized after two years or three years, whatever it is, they realized Steve Nash, he's not experienced enough to coach a championship team. So I'm okay with him being like, all right, he's get somebody else in here because I want to win. So I'm okay with that. But, but you know, I'm not okay with him. Like, he signed his contract, and he has to understand that if they can't get good value for him, I, they can't trade him. I'm with this guy. You know, the, the owner is like, yo, I support my staff. I think Sean Marks made a great team. He, he built a championship team. I mean, th- that team could have won the championship if, if healthy. And even this team with Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, I think they'd be favored to win the championship, right? Or at least win the East, right? They'd be favored. So, I mean, I, I think Sean Marks is doing a great job. So, I don't know what the hell is, uh, you know, what he's doing. But I think this is all like, 
one, I feel like it could be a ploy. All this could be so he could get Kyrie Irving a four-year deal. So I think that he's like, yo, I'll stay. Fire the coach. Fire the GM. And I think the ultimatum is going to be just give my boy a contract so we could be here. We could be here for the next four years and try to win championships. And so we're done, right? Maybe it's behind the scenes. He's like, why'd you get Ben Simmons? Get rid of that dude. You know, or you know, who knows? But the whole thing's a mess. It's a mess. But, like, we'll see what happens. My prediction is start of the season, start of the season game one, Kevin Durant's going to be with the Nets. Unless there is some team that is willing to give up the farm, but then why would he want to go to that team? See, there's a lot of factors. Let's say Kevin Durant's like, I want to trade. Is his main thing, I don't want to play with the Nets, and I want to get out of here at all costs. Well, that's easy to do probably, okay? But if his main thing is like, I want to win a championship, well, you can't trade him to some team and they give up everything. And then now who's he going to play with? He is 30-something years old, coming, you know, he's coming off ACL surgery and constant injury. So his window to win a championship isn't very large. So obviously he doesn't want to like, yeah, don't just trade me, but make sure I have a, a championship team I'm going to. So that's a difficult situation. And the Nets are like, well, we want to get equal value. We're not going to trade arguably the greatest player in the game Top three for sure. We're not going to trade you away for nothing. We got to get something for you. So that's that situation too. So it's like really awkward situation. I believe he's going to end up with the Nets. I think they're going to work it out. I think this billionaire owner is going to go to him and be like, all right, I think one, they're going to fire Steve Nash, and I think they should. He's not experienced enough. I think Steve Nash eventually is going to be a good coach, just like Jason Kidd. In Jason Kidd's first few years, it was rocky. He, you know, it, 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 he went from here to there. Then he, and then it worked out. You know, then he finally figured it out after a while. It takes time and experience. So I think Steve Nash needs to go. They'll get somebody in, probably some veteran coach. I don't know. Maybe they'll get Phil Jackson to come out the woodworks. If anybody could deal with personalities, that's Phil Jackson. That's what they should do. They should. They, they should. Offer him the farm. Man, come coach these guys. So we'll see what happens. But I, I, my prediction is he's with the Nets. I think they cave and maybe give Kyrie a two-year deal or something. I think that uh, – and they all start that year. If anything, they may try to ben, trade Ben Simmons, but I feel like there's some kind of restriction that they can't. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that stuff. But I think that they, all three guys end up day one with a new coach. And it's all, and then they go for the championships. We'll see. We shall see. But the whole thing seems like, it seems crazy to me. You know what I mean? It just seems crazy when you look at these, um, you know. He ha he has this face-to-face -face meeting with the owner, and he reiterated his trade request and informed the owner that he needs to choose between him or the pairing of general manager and Sean Marks at, at, co or, and coach Steve Nash. So it's like, you know, he's trying to strong arm. And it's like, you know, it's like Durant's like, I'm not getting what I want. I want out of here, and I want to go to a championship. All right, I can see that that can't happen. So if you want me to stay, I need you to do this. Get rid of that guy and that guy. It's sort of like a consolation. Kind of like, you know, he's just swinging his dick around. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you want me to stay? Well, do this. And so now you got this billionaire fighting with – got a millionaire fighting with a billionaire. And we'll see who wins that battle, you know? Um, you know what I mean? So 
I hope it doesn't. I'm okay with the drama now. I'm okay with this drama, but I don't want it to carry over into the season. Like, I wouldn't want there to be a stalemate where Kevin Durant is like, I'm not going to play. I don't think he's going to do that. At this point, though, what does he have to lose? He already looks bad enough for everything else, right? He already is the villain. He's already accepted that. I'm a villain, whatever. You call me soft for going to Golden State, fine. I want to leave here now. Whatever you guys are going to say, you're going to say. I got my two championships, whatever. So at this point, if he's like, you know what, I'm going to sit out. What if he sits out? I don't know. I mean, it's still like that sucks for the Nets to be like, well, now we have to trade him for what, nothing? So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I really do feel like if if you if I was a betting man, I would bet that uh, the Nets and Kevin Durant are going to work this out. Steve Nash is going to get fired, and they're going to have and they're going to start the season with those three guys and whatever bench they could put together, and we'll see what happens with that. All right, everybody, let's talk about Helix Sleep, okay? You know we got to pay these bills, and I like Helix Sleep. I actually have a Helix Sleep mattress. Whenever time I go to the doctor or I go to my health place I like to go, they ask me three things. Are you exercising? What are you eating? And do you get enough sleep? Sleep is super important, and a good mattress really helps that situation, and I have a good mattress. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and we and three and two free pillows. All right, that's part of the deal. Uh, Helix is a premium mattress brand. Man, they... They did. They do this sleep quiz, which I think is the coolest thing. They match you with the right mattress that for how you sleep. You tell them, if, if, you know, if your body type too, you're heavy set or you sleep on your side, your back sleeper, your stomach sleep, whatever, however you sleep. They work with you with their sleep quiz to figure out what it's all about, man. Uh, Helix mattresses are American made and come with a 10 to 15 year warranty, depending on the model. And remember, you get to try it out. For a hundred nights, risk-free. If you don't love it, I know you're going to love it, guys. But if you don't, they will pick it up for you and give you a refund. You don't want to take my word for it. Go to Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine and go-to solutions for improving your sleep. Wow. That's a new fact I didn't know about. So that's, I mean, that's, and I'm not surprised. Like I said, Helix is offering up to $200 plus free pillows. Go to helixsleep.com slash griffin. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Okay, what else is going on in the world, man? What else is going on in the world? You know, we had our book club. Um, you know, I, I should start a book club on my Patreon. You know, we could get some books. I love some good books. But you know, you know, another big thing that's going on in the world right now, man, is this uh, this Brittany Griner stuff, man. So I don't know if you guys know uh, Brittany Griner, the WNBA basketball player. She was stopped in. She first of all, she's lived in Russia now for like eight years or something, or played for the Russian national, not national team, but she's played in Russia basketball because that's where female athletes can make more money in overseas. You know, they, they're more appreciated overseas than they are here, right? So she, um, you know, she was detained in the Moscow airport because she had possession of a vape cartridge containing less than a gram of cannabis oil. So she probably vapes, 
And she has one of these like pens and she probably had one of the little things and she had it in there and she claims that she forgot about it. Totally understandable because if you vape regularly, you're probably, you know, you got those things all over the place. It's uh, weed is illegal in Russia. I don't understand that, but it is what it is. Weed is, uh, you know, illegal in Russia. So they, they stopped her. Now, with the war in Ukraine going on and, and tension between the United States and Russia, I think that they're using her as some sort of political political uh, prisoner. This is all political theater. She got sentenced to nine years for less than a gram of cannabis oil. I don't care what country you're in. It sounds excessive and ridiculous. Okay. So what are we talking about? You know? And so now, as you can see on this thing that I have on the screen, they want to trade her for this guy. Um, they call him the merchant of death. Um, yeah, he was like this. What's the guy's name? Um, it, oh man, where is it? I had it right here. Cause I had I've, Victor bought whatever his name is. Apparently some arms dealer, you know, just a guy who's done some bad stuff. He was captured. So now Russian wants to trade, you know, trade for, you know, and I get it. So it's like, what do we do? You know? It's like, is this how it's going to go? I mean, it's such a it's such a difficult situation to be in. I mean, the simple answer is, oh, yeah, just trade them. Who cares? But then that sets a precedent. You know, it's like we have this policy of, like, not negotiating with terrorists. And why do we have this policy? Because the moment you negotiate with terrorists, then there's going to be more terrorism. Then, you know, more people hijack planes and do all this stuff because they're like, well, look, the United States will just pay. I mean, that's just how that goes, you know? And so you have this one school of thought of being like, hey, we can't kowtow to this. But on the other hand, we're talking about, you know, one of our American citizens, uh, you know, uh, a hero to some that are like, she just made a mistake and now she's going to suffer nine years in, in some foreign prison. I mean, as part of us, it's like, I think we should, you know, maybe we should make this trade or, or, or make, put something else in the deal. We need some draft picks or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like the, this is very similar to like the Kevin Durant, but you know, being facetious, but you know what I mean? It's like, we got to get equal value, you know, or, or what we think this is. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I just, I really, I really don't know. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. Because like I say, on one hand, you want to be like, let's do everything we can to save her, right? And then on the other hand, if you think it politically, if you're one of those type of people that thinks about big picture, you might be like, we can't let that guy go. If we let that guy go and then he goes on to do some other horrible stuff, then what do you do, you know? It's like you think of Star Trek, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. Uh, that's how, so they would do the trade in Star Trek. I just, I just don't know. I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, you got to put that down. And then part of me also feels like are not enough news outlets talking about this sports. And is that a good thing to talk about it? Cause if we are talking about it, does that make Russia feel like, yeah, we're getting to them and now we're going to put pressure or is it like, why aren't we talking about it? Cause people don't care. Uh, you know, I know a lot of you feel like you know, the trolls always are like, like as if I like to talk about race, but I, I, if you know me, you know, I'm very in the middle about a lot of things, you know, I'm, I'm very like, I like to be very common sense, a leveled approach, but I gotta feel like if this was a straight white woman, if she was a straight white, good looking, you know, white woman in the WNBA and this was happening, I kind of feel like 
it might be bigger. You know? So, who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows how, what people feel about this? I don't know what your thoughts are. If you guys are listening right now, if you're listening and watching, you know, you might you might have some thoughts about it. You know, don't you don't got to comment on what I think. I'm asking you, what are your thoughts? Like I said, there's the big political picture you want might want to think about if you're that type of person thinking down the road, or you could be someone that is just you know the human experience, the human side of it is that damn, she suffered enough for a less than a gram. I bring her back, you know. Um, there's also the side of it of like what what I'm saying is like, are we not talking about this enough? Is it a racial element, or is it just that hey, maybe we don't need to let them know this bugs us, you know? So we just kind of like, hey, let's secretly, you know, like I don't think that they should have released the information about who they wanted to release and all that stuff. I think they could have just done that on the sly and not not let us worry about it. But once you put it out there, now, you know, we as American people have to sit here and be like, all right, do we want to do this? You know, <laughs> I don't know. There, I, I'm sure there's people out there who think like that. Like, nah, man, we're not letting this, you know, person that caused death and destruction for one basketball player. You know, there could be people that feel like that. How do I feel about it after saying all this stuff about it? I think we got to get her back at all costs. You know, let's just get her back. Let's get her back, show, you know, that we care about our people no matter who they are, and just get her back. They should just inject him with something. You know what I mean? You know, maybe something like, you know, look at me. Like, like this was a movie. If it were a movie, that's how I would do it. The movie plot would be I would inject him with some sort of, like, poison that takes a long time to... <laughs> You know what I mean? And then we go, yeah, we're going to do the trade. You know what I mean? And then like all of a sudden he gets sick. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, I don't know. That That's how the movie would go. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, we, they already, we already got people over there that are going to war and oligarchs and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, get this guy out of our hair. Go, you send him away, you know, go deal with him. What's, what's, what's he doing? He's doing it. He's suffering in prison or what, what, what does it matter? You know what I mean? At this point. So. Uh, I mean, I listen, I know I see people in the chat talking about like, listen, I honestly think she made a mistake. She knows she's, she lived in Russia for eight years, going back and forth, playing basketball. She knows the rules. I'm sure guys that people have come in and out of Russia had a mistake like that. And they, you know, I'm sure there's times they've been like, uh, you know, you can't have this and they throw it away. This feels political for such a small amount. There's a story of a young girl who was actually trying to smuggle 19 grams of weed in the country, something a, a way larger amount. She got one month and then she was let go. She, this woman got nine years. So whether she knew it was legal or not, I'm one, I'm positive she understood the laws in Russia and it's probably, she's probably done this like it, where it was no big deal. Two, I honestly feel like if it's just a cartridge, I totally get why when you're packing and moving back and forth, you're a weed smoker, you forgot that the cartridge was there. It's not like they found a kit. 
It'd be one thing if she had like a full kit with six cartridges and she had two pens and she was like ready to do her weed in, in, in Russia. No. I feel like this was an honest mistake and I don't think she should suffer for it nine years. Like, so all, listen, I find it ridiculous all the people that are blaming her. Like all the people that are blaming her as if like, oh, you should know better. It's like, like I said, if she was, if she had a suitcase, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I'm saying, even if it was like a, like a, like, like a full on pen with like a, everything with it and she was trying to get that in, then yeah, you're like, what you doing? You should know better. But this was clearly a mistake. It obviously was a mistake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it feels political and it feels like something needs to happen. And, you know, that's how I feel about it. And I hope that I feel for her and her family. And let's hope that, you know, this is somehow resolved and where everybody can feel, you know, and, and, and we also have to remember that, like, you know, not everywhere is the United States. Yes, we feel like we have the best system and democracy and freedoms and, you know, our justice system and our due process. It feels fair. Our system feels fair and just. Not everywhere in the world feels the same way about a lot of things. Race, culture, homosexuality, religion. Other places in the world have a completely different idea about what is right and wrong. And we have to remember that when we leave the United States, we're not traveling in the United States anymore and we have to abide by rules of the land, whether we agree with them or not. You know, like this, this idiot right here in the chat, okay? I am not misinformed. Of course, I just said, of course she knew the laws. She, it was a little cartridge. It wasn't like she had a whole kit of marijuana that she was trying to get in. If she did that and tried to get that in, we would be like, oh, that's dumb. You know you can't get that in. This feels like a, she, you know, in, in wherever she was, she had her thing. She's packing. She forgot to take this out or, you know what I mean? It just was a little cartridge from a thing. It feels like a mistake. It's like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like you people, sometimes you guys, you have no common sense or idea of how to listen and have a discourse about discussing something. It's either you feel she on purpose brought less than a gram of oil because she was, oh, I'm bringing this little gram of oil. I'm going to try to sneak this in. If you believe that that's what she was trying to do, fine. Then that, 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 that's what you believe. But don't talk about what how I feel about it. Don't tell me about being misinformed. I'm telling you straight up. I feel like the shit was a mistake. She made a mistake. I believe her because that's what she said. She said she she obviously says she knows the laws and rules, and it just happens. With all that's going on in the world politically, if you think nine years is fair for this, look at my face. You're an idiot. Okay? And 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 your intention by saying that makes me feel something about you. Anyways. Idiots. All right. 
Let's go to some other news, more lighthearted stuff. Look at this. Warner Brothers Discovery. So, you know, the DC Universe is trying to, uh, they had this news about, you know, they are trying to have a 10-year plan to make movies and, you know, I think it's I think it's like they saw what Marvel has done, what Marvel has created, the 13 years of what they did, it paid off huge and it's going to be a part of our lives forever where we're going to look back and be like, "Man, they really set that up great." They there were some misses in there, but it still was part of the story. You know, if I look at Marvel, I feel like the I didn't like the first Captain America. I thought that was a movie. You got Iron Man 3. You know what I mean? Thor 2, Dark World. Ugh. You know, there was just a few movies within there that you go, okay. But all those movies added to the general overall story in this grand plan of Infinity Wars and Endgame. And I thought they did a fabulous job, you know? So DC tried, but they skipped too many steps. They went... They went Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman. They did Justice League. Uh, let's have Flash. And then it just didn't work out. Terrible Lex Luthor. Like all the movies, all that stuff that they just, it just failed. It's just like we just weren't interested. They should have taken their time. Take your time, man. Give us a Superman movie. You got us the Wonder Woman movie. Give us some Batman story. You, give, you got the Aquaman. Give us some Cyborg. Show us Flash. Show us, show us some other stuff. You know, like, build it up. We'll wait. We waited 13 years for Marvel. We'll wait fuck, fucking 10, 13 years for this, too. We just want it to be good. You know? It's 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 hard. This is a hard thing to do is to, to, to make a movie franchise work. It's, you know you know what I mean? So we know how hard it is. You know, I hear some people think, some people loved Captain America 1. Okay, fine. But it is what it is. So I think that, I don't know how I feel about this plan. I have zero faith in the, the, the makers of DC movies. That's just how I feel about it. I tell you how hard it is. Marvel's not doing a great job right now. After Endgame, losing Robert Downey Jr. and losing Chris Evans as Captain America, losing those two guys, the the, the foundation of the, the the Avengers, you know, those two guys really were the the the, the you know the tent poles of this series. Losing them, they just they're not doing a, a, a fabulous job. I feel you know they had the the Doctor Strange that guy Cumberbatch he's a great actor he's he's up there of like being able to carry it but i just didn't like that movie i like the movie as a standalone movie i've actually watched it a few times just on disney plus if you just watch it as a standalone movie you're like okay but like in terms of like leading to stuff that i want to see to me it didn't do a very good job so now i don't know where they're going you know then you got Eternals, the Eternals, the 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 all this like you know nonsense in Eternals. Like I just don't, I don't agree with what the Eternals look like. I, I don't agree that how the story goes that you would have those people be the Eternals, right? I just feel like that's ridiculous. Why would why would this why would Arisham, this god creature, create these people like this? I just don't get that, <laughs> you know. 
So, I, but again, that movie though, another movie that I've watched numerous times, just as a standalone movie, I go, okay, Eternals isn't terrible. You know what I mean? I just don't like some of the statements they made in it. Like, you know, this like inclusion for the sake of it without any explanation. You know, why, why would he make a middle-aged Latina woman be a 7,000-year-old woman with a Latino accent? What? 7,000-year-old robot that has a Latino accent that ha- hasn't been invented yet? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, I, what? So, anyway. Anyways, you know, yeah. <sighs> I just I, every time I think about it. So then now, and then like this last Thor. The last Thor, again, enjoyable standalone movie. I don't know what this does for the overall story of like Avengers and all the things that they're planning. So I think even Marvel, so di- so I can see DC being like, this is our chance to jump in and figure it out. I haven't seen Nope yet, and I will be watching that soon to uh, give my review of that. I've just been busy, man. I've just been busy, and I haven't had a chance to go to the movies and watch the movies that I want to see. But, And by the way, guys, um, if you want to send me, if you are a producer, uh, if you are a producer of music and you want to share your music with me, you know, for for the podcast, uh, please, I'd be more than happy to, you know, get your music. I have some. Oh man, I forgot who made some of these, some of these beats that I have before. I have to like find the people's name. Maybe I'll find it before I. Actually, let me use one from somebody that we already know who it is. My guy Chris Yu, you know Chris Yu. He's he's made. I've already used his beats like a couple times. He's got some really, he got some dope beats, dude. So that's going to be the end of the show. I appreciate you guys watching. Appreciate you guys watching and listening to Riffin with Griffin. Make sure you subscribe, share, hit the uh, notifications, please. I love all that. I'm on Twitch daily. Check me out on Twitch, Eric Griffin Gaming. And hit me up. Be a YouTube member. Be a Patreon member. Be a, a, a subscriber on Twitch. Or even be a Super Chat, Super Twitter member. There's Super Twitter. Uh, they have. They, there's always kind of ways to monetize stuff. But, you know... But anyways, another fresh Chris U beat. Hey, hey, Riffin' with Griffin is back again. Uh, tell your friends, this is the rap recap. Step up and you get slapped. Uh, Kevin Durant wanna get traded. He not elated. Get rid of Steve Nash. Pay that fool all the cash. And DC trying to come back. 10 year plan, but the shit sound whack. That's how we do it on Griffin with Griffin. Woo! Uh, I'm the best. Better than all the rest. I say it with my chest. The boy got blessed. Woo! Book club. Make sure you watch the book club and listen to Christopher Nuttle and all the books I talked about and we're back. All right, y'all. <laughs> I got to tell Chris to make the beats longer. 
because the beats just be ending abruptly. But anyways, that's how we do it. Thanks for watching Riffin' with Griffin, and I will see you next week.